I, you know, I wish we could go out every, uh, every other Saturday and just have a street fight with three shitty dads and just, just beat some sense into them like a fight club or something. Oh, here we go again. Hey, everybody. How are you today? Are you doing okay? We're doing great. This is your three dads. Three of us. I know it's called Your Two Dads. Get with the program, man. We've talked about this, okay? One, two, three. Yeah. One, two, three. Like, it's, you know, it's just numbers. Numbers are confusing sometimes. It's going to be called Your Two Dads. <laughs> get off my back. And today, we are here again to talk to you about some dad stuff, as you would probably imagine. We're going to get into some other stuff, too. We talk about uh, some music today. We talk about some jokes today. We maybe have an extra segment. Who knows? It all depends on how long we talk about the stuff that we talk about. Sometimes we get a little bit carried away. Sometimes things go off on their little, you know, tangent, uh, little lazy river type of thing that yeah, it takes up some time. But you know, uh, we'll see. We, we we learn as you learn. This is a this is a group project, and we all just learn together. So, hey Dan, hey Sam, how are you guys hey. today? Hey, Hello. you were uh, you were about to do the whole Stewie Brian. So you're writing a novel? You're gonna write a novel? You're gonna write a novel? <laughs> you know, that's kind of what it sounded like there for a minute. I w I'm glad. Any, anytime I can say, uh, bring to mind the Family Guy, I consider that a success because there that is go. maybe my favorite cartoon ever. That's <laughs> you know, I would I would have to get down and, and think about it, but it is definitely top five. I would almost easily just as easily say top three. That's something that we could do. I was uh, just gonna tease that for yeah. next next uh, next yeah, episode. Yeah. Top five top cartoons. Five cartoons. <laughs> well, maybe yeah, maybe after the break, if uh, maybe when we come back from commercial break, we might do that. Who knows? But uh, you guys are clearly doing fine. At least that's the way it sounds from your gleeful smiles and, and your happy responses. And as you know, and the others are about to find out, we're going to get down today. We're going to get down on some parenting styles. And down when and dirty. I, yeah, down and dirty. Like mm -hmm. uh, I, I was going to say something, but I do this every time. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, maybe that'll be a clip. I've been putting out, uh, those fails out as clips. Uh, and they get a lot of views unless they're on YouTube because fucking YouTube, piece of shit, fucking YouTube. Uh, it's no, coming back around YouTube. though. <laughs> yeah, we love around. YouTube. <laughs> no, we love YouTube. Yeah, we do love YouTube. Yeah, you, you guys are like the boss is standing over my shoulder or something. Um, no, it, it is coming back around. I think that I, I, I do think I was being punished for a little bit, but it, they did pick back up today. But anyways, the... Uh, the parenting style thing was something that I thought was going to be a real big a topic, you know, a real big discussion. Uh, we were going to gnaw through maybe all, all episode, and it turns out that it's really just the right way to do it, and then two other ways that are kind of good, and then, you know, the fourth way that's just basically a bad parent, and that we're not yeah. really going to cover today. So we're going to give you a, uh, as much of an in-depth dive on these things as we ever do here on Your Two Dads, because the, what we do is kind of give you... Uh, we wet we wet that whistle, and we're like we're like the uh, the hors d'oeuvre that really makes you hungry to to get into more of the topic. And so, hopefully, if this interests you, then you will just learn all there is to know about parenting style and just be an expert on it. We are not going to be experts, so maybe one day you can teach us. I'll learn just enough to talk about it for an hour. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to throw it to Dan. He's going to start off with our first parenting style, the one that is probably the way to do it 
And he's going to give us his pros and any cons that he might come up with. And then we'll move on after that. Sam's going to come up next. Go ahead, Dan, take it over. All right. Um, So, yep, I have the authoritative parenting style. There was a list, like Corey said, of four, three, really. But um, to me, like Corey said, this is the way to do it. Um, It's kind of the best of both worlds, kind of in my in my book. Um, you, you, you're a hard ass, but you're also compassionate. You're a compassionate hard ass. Like you're not always like yelling at your kid or, or even letting them just run wild. You're, it's kind of a mix of both. Like there's a time and place for them to run wild. And then there's time to, to, to be the hard ass. And it's, I feel like it's a good balance. It's the one I try to strive to be that I I would, you know, I don't want to be the hard ass that she hates or, or, you know, the, somebody that she walks all over. So um, yeah, so, you know, it, inf- it enforces the rules, like the screen says, but it, you also encourage open dialogue to talk to them about whatever's bothering them, or if they have, like, if you set a rule and they don't understand, you can explain it to them, and just be receptive to their emotions and their feelings about s- stuff, but you also need to let them know, hey, I'm the boss, um, you need to do what I say, I'm the parent, I know, you know. I brought you in this world. I can take you out kind of thing, but compassionately, <laughs> compassionately um, threatening yeah. with, with death. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> at least that's how I look at it. Like it's a mix of the two. Um, and I feel that makes the best parent because like I said, you don't want your kids to hate you or walk all over you. So um, yeah, that's about all I got on that. <laughs> right on. Well, pretty good take on that. As we said, that's probably the right way, quote unquote, to raise your child. So you got us off on the right foot, so to speak, and we will go downhill from here. So next, we're going to go to authoritarian with Sam, who being a a fellow army vet knows all about authoritarianism and being told without any uh, choice in the matter uh, what to do. So go ahead, Sam, and and give us a little bit of a uh, just a shallow dive on authoritarian parenting shallow dive shallow dive okay so how much time do i got you know um, how much time you got us uh, <laughs> we are flying through here today folks because sam sam has dad life dad life has come into play here on a, on a recording day so we're going to be going a little bit shorter than normal and i will be talking a little bit faster than normal maybe my energy will sound better or at least good would be <laughs> preferable because sometimes it's not but we'll see how it goes when i look back at things um, so you take as much time as you feel comfortable with Sam, because you're the one that needs to, uh, uh, you know, say everything that you need to say, and you know how much time you have. Oh, absolutely. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you for the space and the time on the floor. Um, the authoritarian uh, parenting style. Parents, uh, by definition, and this is a reference that uh, I think we kind of looked up in a group and shared amongst each other. It was a psychologist by the name of uh, Diane Baumride, I think, back in the 1960s through some various studies, interviews, assessments of different people, parents and, and um, lifestyles. You know, she covered and broke down into these categories that we're going to be explaining and, and going over just briefly on tonight's episode. But um, the authoritarian, uh, parents impose rules and expect obedience, like what you see here on, on the screen. They're controlling, uh, the parent-centered, uh, rejecting low warmth structure, obedience, punishments. Very strict, very demanding, very you know, do as I say, not necessarily do as I do, kind of um, what people would perceive to be like a drill sergeant uh, kind of mentality. 
And I think, you know, as veterans, we kind of fall into that. We, we stumble into those pitfalls sometimes, you know, um, whether you were in, you know, Air Force branch or, you know, the Marines or maybe Army or what have you, you know, um, we're kind of predisposed to do that because that's how we were, you know, indoctrinated or trained, retrained or, you know, um, instructed on how to, you know, approach challenges or approach things in life. It's, um, it, it can be, it can be very cruel, you know, if perceived from the outside, you know, if you're not raised in that structure and that hasn't been your lifestyle or, you know, something that you're accustomed to, I mean, it could seem excessively strict. And, um, like Dan was saying, you know, the peaceful medium being the authoritative style, um, we all kind of strive to be towards that, but, um, I, guys, I mess up. I, I, I gotta be honest. You know, I hit that authoritarian um, style uh, a little too much, and uh, it's uh, it's just something that I'm uh, that I'm trying to work towards. You know, changing, trying to be a little bit more um, a little bit more open to discussion or a little bit more forgiving of things because you know, the children are children. They're gonna do things that you know it's not exactly right by the book. And you, you know, as a as a parent, that was something that I've struggled with. You know, on and off for a long time. You know, and I try to get out of that mindset, you know, and I don't do it in a damaging way. It's just sometimes you don't have the time, the patience or the opportunity to explain or allow discussions about things. You know, if you some kids, you know, uh, and you know your children better than we do, you know, some kids, you give them an inch, they take a mile. Some kids will be lickety split right on task, right on, you know, their homework and get everything done. And you don't have to tell them you know, two, three, five, six times. Some kids, you know, um, just don't get it at all. And, and, and um, some adults are even like that. You know, it's not necessarily just children. You know, you can ask somebody to do something at work or, ha or you know, or just use your manners and be polite. And some people just don't respond to that. And so being able to break it down on a basic level and just talk to them in a way that they can understand, you, you get these fusion of different kinds of parenting styles sometimes. And, um, as much of a, as a authoritative, sometimes I would want to be more, um, you know, I do kind of lean a little bit more towards the, towards the, uh, the army strong kind of military, you know, mentality with things. So it's, um, like I said, it's, I'm, it's something I'm working on. It, it's hard, you know, when you, you start pushing buttons and trying your patience about things, you know, it's hard. It's, it's, uh, it's too easy to get hot headed and, you know, snap or say something, you know, out of uh, frustration. Or, or anger, but then sometimes there are those safety moments where, you know, please don't do that. Or, you know, speaking to somebody with a more calm voice, you know, doesn't get the point across. Like I said, especially when it becomes like a safety issue, like, you know, you're not going to say, tell little Johnny to please put the fork down and don't put that in the light socket. You know, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to yell at him and tell him he needs to stop. And he's going to look at you amazed, like what's going on? Am I in trouble? And he'll start crying because mommy or daddy yelled at him. But mommy and daddy didn't have time to explain to him that, you know, 110 volts isn't going to make your hair look pretty, you know, after you uh, put that fork in the socket and that you're probably going to be twitchy and, you know, have to go to the hospital and, you know, it, it's probably going to hurt you. You know, you, sometimes you don't have that opportunity to explain yourself, you know, so doing like, I don't know, an after action review or review afterwards, you know, sit down with them after the moment's passed. You know, maybe calmly kind of explain to him a little bit why you said what you said, what you meant by what you said, you know, the reason behind this, you know, and that's something I work towards with my kids, not to get off too topic or anything. I tell them, you know, 
if I have the time or the opportunity to explain to you why I'm asking you to do something or not do something, or if I'm asking you to have something done by a particular time, I don't always have the opportunity to explain it to you. I will, if you ask me, if I have the opportunity and I can, I will explain it to you. Sometimes, sometimes we as parents just don't have that opportunity. And that's right. kind of all I've got on that topic, I think. I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I actually kind of experienced something of like your example, little Johnny sticking something in the light socket last night. Um, took my daughter out for like a daddy daughter kind of date thing. And uh, mm-hmm. we went to the little park there that had, and it had a little small little playground and there was a kid swinging on a swing and she went to run behind him. And I was like, hey, whoa, no, you know, and just kind of started yelling. And she stopped and looked at me kind of scared. And I was like, look, you can't do that. He's going to kick you. And I, you know, I calmed down. I didn't, I wasn't mad, but I just, like you said, it was safety. And I didn't have time in that split second to be like, Hey, you can't do that because this is going to happen. I just, Hey, no, stop. You know? And Mm -hmm. when she came over to me, I was like, Hey, you know, he's going to, you don't want to, he's going to kick you in the face and he's not going to mean to, you can't be running behind people. You got to be, watch what you're doing. And I tried to explain to her why I, not flew off the handle, but was so stern with my, Hey, what are you doing? Stop what you're doing at the moment. So yeah, I just wanted to reiterate that there's a, kind of a happy medium, but, but as us as parents, yeah, we do. I know I I'm same as you. I kind of lean authoritative to authoritarian more than the, the, the third one, but um, I try to be in the, right in the middle. Yeah. And, and like I said, when you get frustrated or you get caught up in the moment, like I said, it, it's very easy to be overcome by those emotions. And initially, I mean, that that fight or flight kicks in, you know, if it's a safety scenario, like you said, with your daughter, you know, about to ha- maybe have an accident on the on the playground. And, you know, we as parents, you know, if we're being attentive or just, you know, worth our salt yeah. you know, at all. You know, we want to react like that in times of need to protect our children. You know, because of, you know we, we we love them. You know, we don't want anything bad to happen to them. We just not you know glued to our phones the entire time where we shouldn't be, or something yeah. else. You know, some other kind of distraction, and just let our kids do you know whatever it is we do. And you know that's 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 that that's not the way to that's not the way to parent. I mean, I think we all can make tweaks and improvements. You know, I know I certainly can. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I mess up a lot, but you know, I just I just try to be better than I was yesterday. Yep. I will uh, taking my turn at this. I actually want to kind of direct things back to you, Sam. As in my opinion, you are a lot of times the star of the show because you really you know have experienced a lot of the things that we talk about, <laughs> uh, whereas we are you know beginning to see them or have experienced, you know, a, a month's of the worth of it and, you know, know enough that we can begin to talk about it in some way, shape or form. So with that mm-hmm. being said, I wanted to know, you say that you wanted, you know, you yourself want to be less of an authoritarian parent and you gave us all kinds of good content about it. But what I want to talk about or what I wanted to ask was, how is it, you know, how is that working for you? You know, when you, you, you have a change that you want to make, but is is that change uh do you want to make that change because it's not working for your kids in some way their mental health their behavior or is it because it's not working for you because you don't feel proud of your parenting when you when you are authoritarian like that and uh, uh one other thing that kind of ties into it when you are authoritarian 
do you believe it would lead to or does lead to less discipline after you know however it is that you discipline your children and we don't need to get into that do you think that it leads to less of it when you simply tell them do this as opposed to take the time to explain it to them um for me uh and those are some great questions um uh, that's um and that's that's giving me a lot of food for thought too uh, I've, I've mulled this around um you know, ever since my divorce and ever since I became a parent, you know, I, I was questioned in uh, what kind of parent I was going to be. You know, was I going to follow the path that my parents did or, you know, some key people in my family or my friend circle that influenced my, you know, upbringing? Uh, and like I said, I'm not going to delve too much into, you know, my background or anything, but uh, it's. Like I said, when I have the time, I try to explain to the kids, you know, this is why, or I try to plan ahead of ahead of time, you know, plan for delays, try to plan for ways that we can try to streamline things. Like, uh, for example, having a conversation with my children after school today, you know, I would text them when I was in the parking lot to pick them up. But, you know, it's still 100 and something degrees outside. And, you know, you spend more than five minutes outside, whether your AC is working well or not, it's, it's going to get a little sweaty, a little uncomfortable. And so, you know, I had the conversation. I didn't fuss. You know, I said, you know, yeah, it's a little warm. And, you know, kids kind of get out of school and they walk across the parking lot. And, you know, they get to my vehicle so we can take off and finish the rest of our evening because um, we've got some stuff to do this this uh, today. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to talk to over my kids, like, what would be a better way to streamline this? Like, um, you know, either can I, can I text you when school is out? to see you know how long it's going to be before you get to the entrance or do you want me to just let you know when i'm here in the parking lot or do you want to text me to let me know that you're on the way out the door so you know i'm not sitting outside you know baking like a rotisserie chicken you know in my vehicle you know especially when we we're spending quite a bit of outside time you know for like a football game and so forth uh this evening and uh so you know when i have the time i'd like to try to discuss things with the kids and i I don't think that having the, you know, authoritarian style at times will lead to less discipline. Um, because like I said, you know, as long as I'm able to cool down, if it's a heated moment, uh, whether a safety issue or the eighth time I've asked somebody to do something and, you know, they're jumping around or they break something, you know, kids are going to be kids. And that, that's a hard thing for me to understand sometimes that, you know, I did these things when I was their age. I did these things in much worse when I was their age, uh, Corey, you know, yeah, we won't, we won't get too much into that. <laughs> you know, we, we, we've done some pretty, pretty ridiculous things and we've made our parents very upset with us, but we also made them tremendously proud in some ways too. But, um, it's, it's a balancing act. And I really think it just, it, it really dictates, I mean, it really depends on your family structure. What, what, what language your kids are responsive to. You know, if they're only responsive to the authoritarian kind or, you know, if your kids, you know, if you try to butter them up or try to be their friends, I see some parents do that and it just makes them like into a doormat. That personally hasn't worked for us in our um, household. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. I know we're going to cover that a little bit later on, but um, no, I don't. I, I hope that it's not going to lead to less discipline. I really don't. Um, and if there's any kind of like mental health ramifications or any kind of. Uh, I don't know, any kind of undue stress or something, you know, I always tell the kids, you know, they can talk to me about anything. And, you know, there are some topics that, you know, having two girls are kind of more of a mommy centered thing. And, you know, I respect that, but I still leave it on the table there. Like, you know, if there's something you do need, 
you know, don't ever be bashful or, you know, don't ever shy away from asking me about it. You know, I'm your father. I'm supposed to do these things. You know, I'm not embarrassed at all to take care of, you know, particular things for you or just, you know, listen if you have a concern. You know, now timing sometimes is, you know, uh, as we get busy in our day, timing, you know, can kind of be a little off, you know, or uh, maybe, you know, not 10 minutes before bedtime. Do you want to tell me about your day at school? You know, maybe that's something you probably want to do. You know, when I pick you up from school instead of trying to stall for an extra, you know, hour and a half or something, you know, but that authoritarian authoritative switch sometimes gets triggered a little too easy going back and forth between those, you know, case in point, you could be something like, okay, bedtime's going to be at nine o'clock. Your kids, you know, at a certain age should know how to read a clock with a digital or analog. You know, now if you come back downstairs, you know, an hour and a half later and you still hear running and screaming and uh, half the ice cream's missing from the freezer, you know, it, it might be time to kind of get a little, uh, you know, authorita- authoritarian, you know, it, in that regard. I could see parents taking that route with that. Um, is that always the best answer? Is that always the best choice? You know, I, I can't say that. I'm not an expert. I don't know, you know. Um, but just do what's best for you. Do what's best, you know, for your kids. Keep your children's best interest in mind, you know. And if your parenting style is not reflecting that, you got to be the tougher person, or you know, you got to be able to kind of look in yourself to figure out what changes need to happen and what changes need to be made. And then, like I said, that can be that that can be really difficult for some of us. I mean, some and but it's possible. At least I feel it is. It's just going to take work on the parents' behalf. Um, does that kind of answer, you know? Yeah, really. Uh, you have um, you've made the show worth it already, and you really did turn a a one horse uh, a one horse show into kind of a, a two horse game. I mean, you you made authoritarian, you know, have its place. You, you know, especially applicable. Yeah, you know, applicable yeah. in certain situations. Yeah. Especially with certain when you when you talked about how certain family structures that might just lead better there. You know, I think uh, when. For me and you, it, it we immediately jumped to, to military style families, but it could be anything. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it could be a plumber or a lawyer. You know, it, it could just be that his kids or kids, you know, they respond better to a little bit of do as I say, you know, not as I do type of thing, as opposed to you know, here's why we're doing it, buddy. So mm-hmm. you really uh, made it a, a bit more of a of a uh, well rounded topic as opposed to just. Uh, these are all stupid and this is the right way to do it. But so, by no means, here's a disclaimer there, by no means am I trying to justify the times that I'm an asshole. You know, there's times that I'm just, you know, I'm just flat out wrong. And I have to be able to admit that, you know, I, I have to be able to admit that I'm never going to grow. I'm never going to change. It's never going to get, you know, things. If you have a problem, it's just never going to get better, you know, and, unless you admit that you're wrong. And when you're wrong, you know, do your best to correct your mistakes instead of keep repeating them. And, and like I said, a lot of us, a lot of us do struggle with that sometimes. Uh, I think, you know, everything is always, uh, this is the, the biggest part of being a parent. And today's biggest part of being a parent, I think, is admitting when you're wrong or knowing when you are wrong and being able to self-analyze like that because that is, as you said perfectly, the beginning of change. And if you can't admit that you're wrong, then there's never going to be any improvement. So being able to, to look at yourself and your behaviors and know what, you know, when you could, you know, change this or, or do that differently. It's a huge part of being a parent. So, and sometimes you don't have anybody and depending on your structure of your home, you know, whether it's a two parent home or, or a single parent home, you might not always have the person there beside you or a companion, a partner, 
wife, husband, or what have you there to kind of check you, to put you in check. But, hey, I think you were taking that a little too far. Maybe you need to kind of step back and cool off a little bit. I'll take over from here. You know, um, some people have that. Uh, some people don't. And so you're going to have to adjust your, uh, your parenting techniques and your communication skills with your children, you know, according. And like I said, all that sounds, you know, cut and dry or, you know, it makes it sound easy, you know, because we're able to talk about it, you know, amongst friends out here or to our viewers. But um, I think some of that shit's I think what's happening hard. is that you've you've actually simplified like a very complex problem, like you've made it really understand, uh, really understandable. But it's still a very, you know, difficult thing to endure and mold and shape for yourself. But easy to do, but I mean, easy to say or easy to talk about, but hard to hard to put into practice, hard to do. Well, that, to definitely easy for you to talk about. I don't know that I'm going to make it sound that good. You, you've 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 been the star of this show so far, but we're going to go into the last little bit here. And that is the uh, permissive style of parenting. And that is basically what I like to call pussy parenting. Because you're letting your child make all the decisions for you. Yeah. And there, if I were Sam, you know, I would, I would be able to have, uh, let's, let's refer back to this wonderful little screen share one more time, just so that people are uh, refreshed because we did get a little bit off topic there or not off topic, but a little bit involved in, in a prior thing. So permissive, you got no control. It's all about what the child wants. You're really uh, affectionate. Which is actually, I guess, a a, uh, a pro here because I do believe that affection is a huge part of being a parent. I mentioned on the uh, on the uh, group page today, podcast, whatever. I don't know if it's a group page or a business page or whatever, but the Your Two Dads page on Facebook. I mentioned today how when I was uh, when Jack was first born, I was really worried about how much affection I should show him. As far as like, should I hug him a lot? Should I kiss him at all? Because right. I got none of that uh, as far as. Uh, as far as kissing, I got some of it from my mother and none of, you know, basically none from anybody else. Uh, hugs were, uh, you know, in abundance. I got hugs from everybody. So I wasn't as concerned about that part, but I was really worried about, should I kiss my male son? Uh, my male son, not my female son. <laughs> um, so there, you know, it is, it is good to have that kind of affectionate nature that comes with permissive parenting. But as you can see, uh, I'm looking here too. The rest of it is just very, very, uh, poorly designed as far as a goal uh, oriented parenting style. There's nothing here that's going to lead your kid to be anything um, except just a spoiled brat, really. And I have to think that most of the bullies that you're going to run into fall into the permissive or the uh, what basically amounts. I don't remember what it's called now, but the neglectful absent parent, which is, you know, essentially no parent at all. The one that we rail against here on the show all the time. I, you know, I wish we could go out every, uh, every other Saturday and just have a street fight with three shitty dads <laughs> and just, just beat some sense into them like a fight club or something. Oh boy. I'm not going to be able to release that one as a reel. I'll be lucky if I can release this. Whole <laughs> yeah. That's just kidding. Just kidding. Cut that, time. cut that, cut that. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we don't mean that. We don't mean that at all. No, no, we're not endorsing violence at all. We don't. Yeah. No violence at all. That's, that's not what we do here. But aside from the, the pussies and the bullies, I really see nothing that comes from a permissive parent. They're the kind of parent that you go to Walmart or McDonald's or wherever, and the kids are just running crazy, knocking stuff off the, the shelves and, and bothering other people and everything. 
and the parent we've just kind of like before, haven't we? yeah we see them all the time yeah, they, they the made parent. a webpage of people's of people of Walmart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, you could even get more narrow and just be parents of Walmart um, because you see it all the time, and that the parent just ignores it. It's like they don't even see it. And I don't know if it's uh, you know I don't know in each specific case what why this has happened. You know if this was always their parenting style or if this is something that has you know come upon them after years of just uh, you know parenting and, and failing as, as a parent life and a changes, person. Yeah. Who knows? Changes, neglect, uh, you know, it could be any number of things that we're not going to have time to really get into here. I'm not trying to excuse these parents. They're just shit. They're, they're total shit and they need to turn their lives around. And I don't, I, I'm not here to, uh, to get any deeper than that. I'm sure there's reasons why and they're humans. We're all human and I feel bad for them as people and whatever they've gone through. But if you're a terrible parent, fuck you. Now, <laughs> Uh, with that being said, we do not want to take too much time, um, you know, and, and devote that more to uh, permissive parents because permissive parents are pussy parents and we don't care about pussy parents. We want authoritative parents and with a mix of authoritarian parents, which seems to be uh, a little bit off of what the websites I briefly looked at are recommending. They are making it seem like authoritative is just the end all be all. But as Sam said, there really is a place for both. And I think that your best bet is to weave those together and to uh, use it as needed for whatever your child best responds to. And I know I'm just repeating what he said, but he said it best. And that's the only way I can think of to end the segment and segue into our wonderful uh, as yet unnamed musical segment where we uh, talk about a new song. I was going to say, I have one more quick thing on uh, the whole styles of parenting. Um, I've, cause I've seen it kind of firsthand. Um, the more, if you're strict, if you're not, if you're not anything but authoritarian hundred percent of the time, like you're just that hard ass mom or dad or whatever, um, your kids are more likely to rebel and be little shits too. Like they would be if you were permissive. Um, cause if you have your thumb on them and don't let them do anything and give them a little bit of leash, they're just going to go buck wild as soon as they get out of your house and experience the stuff that you wouldn't expect you wouldn't let them quote unquote experience. And I think that oh, yeah. that can also, like I said, this isn't just mixing it in here and there. This is if you're just the strict hard ass day up from sun up to sundown all the time, then they're just going to be like, no, I didn't get to do any of this. Fuck. Yeah. I, I got free reign. Let's do it. You know? And that could lead to a whole other list of problems that we ain't got time to go into right now. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's just one I've, I've seen it through some of the people I know, and I've seen it through people that, I'm friends with no and uh yeah it's just it, it can be bad either way but that's yeah that's about all i had on that one good point we didn't mention that um that is definitely something that you need to keep in mind um we totally glossed over the fact that too much control is going to lead your kid to be a different kind of evil you know they're not necessarily going to be a bully but they're going to be you know a criminal or, or who knows what <laughs> uh it looked like you had something to add there sam did you or am i mistaken all right so with that being said we're going to go into our as yet unnamed musical segment. Dan's going to bring us a new song that he has chosen for this week that has affected his life in some way, shape, or form. And we are going to discuss that briefly and try to bring you, the listener, a, a meaning, uh, or at least a meaning uh, specific to each of us. And we will analyze this as, uh, you know, as much as we can in the time allotted because we love to analyze music. That's just our thing. So go ahead, Dan. And take it and uh, and give it back to us. In All your, right. Full of, full of your Danny Daddy juice. 
All right. This uh, this one's a little different than last time that we did this. This one's uh, another rock song, of course, because that's all I listen to now. But um, <laughs> it's called Our Loved Ones by Volbeat. It's off the, uh, I meant to write this down, Outlaw, Gentleman, and something. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's got Outlaw, a lot of good songs on it. and Shady Ladies. That's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to mess it up. So I'd mess it up anyway. Great. But yeah, title. good album. <laughs> good album. Lots of Lots of bangers on that one. Um, but this one, I mean, other than playing guitar and it has that awesome guitar intro and then just slaps you right in the face. Um, I just, I love it. I, I, uh, I'm very close to my dad and I think this, I don't know cause I haven't looked it up, but I'm pretty sure that the, the, the lead singer or whoever wrote this song in the band wrote it about losing his father or, or something like that. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into it here. Um, the first, the first line, um, it kind of, uh, I've gone through this myself. Uh, you open up and what you gain is another hole. Uh, that could be in anything like you open up your feelings and people make you feel like they're not valid or you're an idiot for thinking that, or you're overreacting. And then you think, oh damn, like maybe I am, but this really bothers me or whatever. So I felt that before many times uh i try to tell people what's on my mind and then they get mad for me telling them what's on my mind reaching out for a hand and i know the fear of losing all the trust that it craves and feel the parts of you are never coming back uh that's the end of that verse um you know if, uh, if you if you're made to feel like your your thoughts and, and feelings don't matter that you can lose trust you know you just won't open up to anybody um i've been through that part of it too where i just say you know the hell with it you don't want to hear what i have to say i'm just going to bury it deep and let it fester and that is not good <laughs> uh that can lead to more problems and uh so yeah for the for the first part of that um you know that's what i think you know it's there's not much meaning to me there i mean other than talk about what's bothering you no matter you know no matter what happens like you just you need to get stuff out there uh, that's bothering you not hold it in and not let it uh, fester and build um, and then it goes on to say you know I used to think that life was ugly and a mess well I was right but uh, what else to do other than your best that's I mean yeah life is life sucks life can be shitty uh, the world's shitty um, but all you can do is your best and hopefully that's good enough for you and your family or whatever uh, I know knowing that I do my way that I get up and do my best every day is, is, you know, it helps me feel better in some way. Like I did all I could like, you know, um, and the next line, the meaning of it all you'll find within yourself. I hold the key, but where's the door? I kick it in. Sometimes you have to look in within yourself to find meaning in, in life or in the situation that you're in or, or whatever. And you basically hold the key to make the change or to keep going. And if you want to make that change, kick that motherfucker in, <laughs> like kick down that door. So, yeah, um, that's kind of what I think of that verse. And then the, there's only three little verses here. Uh, whatever I want, I will get, I will take the beatings too. And all the blame. Yeah. Get, take what you want, man. Not go out and steal it, but work hard, work hard and get, you know, what you want out of life or, or material things or whatever. Just, you know, take, take what comes with it. Take the beatings and take the blame 
And, you know, if, if it's something you really want and you want to strive to get or have, uh, it'll be worth it. You know, if it's the right, the right thing. Um, and then the last two lines, but father, you're the one that I miss. I'm thankful that I have my loved ones near. Um, that's the part that makes me think he lost his dad, obviously, um, or something. But, um, yeah, that hits me hard because, you know, I'm very close to my dad and I dread the day that he goes home to be with the Lord. And, but I know he won't be, you know, he'll be brand new again and, um, you won't be suffering. So, you know, but take solace in your loved ones. If you're, if you close to your loved ones and, and lean on them for the strength when, that's not more, more so about your, your dad in general. I think that's more of a, if you lose somebody you love, lean on the loved ones you still have for strength and, and you're going to need each other to get through shitty times. So that's a, that's a quick little breakdown of what I think about the song. Um, it's a, it's a short lyrical song. There's not, there's, like I said, there's only three sections. Um, they repeat some, some of the, sections over and over not over and over but they repeat them once or twice but yeah what do y'all think what do y'all got what about you sam what'd you get from it um i'm not super familiar with volbeat's uh music catalog but when i did listen to it i kind of was getting that same kind of vibe as well too like somebody you know that he cared about what you know was missing or not present anymore and like i said you know when you reach out to uh you reach that hand out um and you just what what does it say uh you gain is another hole i mean you, you could pour your soul out you know bury your soul to somebody and you know another another way of looking at it could be is they just don't care it's not that they chastise you or they criticize you for your feelings or your position on whatever it is that you're sharing with them whether it's a deep dark secret um you know something to do with a, a relationship or maybe just a an insecurity that you have but um you know some people just don't care but you know, some people will lie to you and tell you that they do. And, you know, uh, there, there's there's a lot of different interactions. But that that was one part that kind of stuck out on me. I'll be like I said, it was in the first of the song. But uh, it was a pretty good pretty good tune. And uh, thanks for sharing that with us, Dan. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Uh, it's sad that you're not familiar with them. They're uh, definitely one of my favorite bands. I think I speak for, for Dan sure. when I can say the same. Yeah, he can say the same. Yeah, uh, briefly the, uh, the old stuff, their new stuff, eh, not so much. Yeah, yeah, they they get they put out a whole album. Miss. Yeah, yeah, one album I have like one good song, two good songs, yeah. but this one, this album that we're referring to now, awesome, great one, uh, almost almost from start to finish. So really briefly, what I got from it, uh, you guys kind of touched on the whole uh, really well, I might add, on the the beginning of the whole uh, intro, and how you could just reach out and. And give you know everything that you you're feeling and and you know uh, expect help and get just fucking shit all and it's just that, nothing you, yeah all you get back is nothing yeah yep. it's, it's it's almost uh, you were saying that you don't really get criticized and I was like well no you don't and it's almost worse because they yeah. just don't care at all they don't even care enough to criticize mm-hmm. right uh, so that you know that and this this plays to my overall theme that i have for the song the overall idea so that you know it opens up the song talks about life is shitty and it's uh you know fear of losing all the trust you know basically exactly what it says you stop trusting people and parts of you are never coming back because you can never get that back once pe- once enough people break that trust you yeah. know i speak from experience it's really hard for me to trust people just in general and even with uh family 
I will more than likely trust them to do what they think is best, not what I want them to do. And we, you know, that could be a whole thing we could get, could get into, but moving trust on them to be who they are. Yeah. yeah <laughs> trust them to be exactly who they are and, and to, and to do exactly what they want when it comes to how they want me to behave. And, uh, that's, you know, that that's going to break trust every time because trust is a very flimsy, nebulous thing. And like I said, what I trust, what I want you to do and what I can trust you to do are usually two different things. So then you get into the, the second uh, verse. I always got, I always thought it was weird what they call it verse, but in my opinion, verse would be like a line. Like I used to think that life was ugly and a mess. That would be a line. And then next, yeah. like, 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 you know, there'd be like five verses to that or whatever, but anyway, <laughs> I'm getting off topic. So anyway, so the, the second verse starts off uh, reiterating what's going on in the, in the first verse that life sucks ass, but it, it does get, start to get a little bit better or, or you see a little bit of light because like Dan said so well, uh, you know, you, what can you do, but, but your best. Yeah. You know, life is awful sometimes, no doubt about it. It's going to beat you down and it will keep you there if it can. And, you know, Rocky said yeah. it best. I think someone said this in a previous episode, Rocky said it best when he said, you know, it's not about, uh, you know, um, it's not about winning. It's about how, how hard you can get hit and keep going. And it just, uh, that's what, the, what it's talking about there in, in a different, uh, different form. So just, you know, do your best no matter what. Because the meaning of it all, you're only going to find within yourself. It's not going to be something you get from somebody else, your mom, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband. You're not going to find meaning from them. You're going to find it from yourself. And when it comes to, you know, doing your best and getting what you want, sometimes you're going to have to kick the door in uh, because it's just not going to open even with the key. It's not now, give it to you either. You mean, yeah, you're have to work for it. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be that you, he says he holds the key, but it could be that the key is a metaphorical thing where, you know, he, he, he holds the key because it's the urge to get through that door. It's not yeah. that he has, a, you know, a key that makes it easy to get through. He has the drive to, to do it regardless of the fact that it's closed still. And then you get to the end, uh, you know, whatever I want, I'm going to get, it doesn't matter what, I'm going to take the beatings, I'm going to take the blame. But here, here we get to the part where I thought I was going to be a little bit different from everybody else, but due to time, I think we weren't able to get as, as drawn into this as we, we may have uh, on a different episode. So it gets to the end here, and it says, But Father, you're the one that I miss. I'm thankful that I have our loved ones near. And I don't know, it's not going to sound as outlandish now because, like I said, we didn't get into the details of it, but I think that maybe I went a different direction here because I believe what he's saying here. I think that he is at the graveyard, like talking to his dad, mm -hmm. like the tombstone. And that's mm -hmm. why he's saying, you're the one I miss, dad. But, I, you know, I'm thankful that I have you near uh, because I'm near you right now and I can come here and talk to you. But other than you, I have fucking nobody. And mm -hmm. that, you know, it's it's kind of uh, ironic in a way or, or uh, facetious uh, because there are no loved ones near uh, that aren't dead. And it's really uh, just, it harkens back to the fact that it's all up to you. You have nobody. You have nobody to give you meaning. You have nobody to give you success. You have to take it. You have to do all that yourself. And it, it helps to have loved ones near. But in this particular case, my, in my reading of the song, he doesn't have any. And me and Dan know uh, from other songs that his dad, he does have other songs about his dad. And yeah. he, he did die at some point, you know, in, in his life prior to, to writing all these and so uh, it is very obvious that his dad's dead to us anyways. So that's why I played into uh, him 
you know, in my mind, being at the grave. So I think that that really, you know, we can all, all three of us and a lot of the people listening can really feel this song. We can really, uh, you know, maybe you've never heard it, but you've definitely seen us and, and uh, listened to us talk about it enough that you can get a good sense of what we uh, meant and, and get a good sense of what they're talking about. And it's about how life will beat you down uh, and it's up to you to get out there and take what you want and succeed and get, you know, most of the time, you're going to have to uh, motivate yourself. You're going to have to do it all yourself because you can't trust anybody to do it for you. Yep. And it does help to have loved ones near. And if you do, you know, more power to you. I'm, I am I have less and less every day. Uh, my dad is looking pretty grim these days. And I know that longtime listeners are a listener from Belgium. Belgium, man, I'm telling you, contact us. We want you on the show. Yeah. You've been here from the start. India. You've, you've developed into a huge fan. I don't know if there's two of you. Contact us. We want you on the show. The, my dad, you know, that being said, and I have talked shit about my dad, and he was a terrible father, has, has not changed, you know, at all since then. He's not like a good dad now. But I, I don't want to see him suffer like this. And, it, you know, it's sad that he's going to, this is how he's going to go. Um, but it, it is looking like it might come sooner than later. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm finding myself with less and less, less loved ones. And I just want you guys to know, I, I do love you. And I know that sounds weird and I came from nowhere maybe, but I, I, I'm glad that I'm able to do this with you guys. You guys do make this worthwhile. You make me a happier person after we're done every time we do it. And I know that there are uh, days that we maybe should skip or, you know, push it off, but, uh, I appreciate you finding the time and it makes me, you know, uh, happier than I was before after doing these so yeah. uh, I hope that any I hope that any um, listener uh, you know can get at least a little bit of what I get out of it. So with yeah. that sappiness out of the way, well, that's uh, what we're trying to do. We're trying to be a light to somebody, teach them something, get, let them laugh, anything to brighten up their day. Yeah, I and mean, anything like that you get. Yeah, like Corey and I have said, and I'm sure Sam will agree, this is almost like a mini therapy session for all of us. Like I know it is for me. I can come here right. judgment free. You'll mm -hmm. make y'all joke and pick on me, but that's what guys do. And I'll do the same to you. And like when I called you a dick in that one episode, like that was just a joke. Like it was just, that's how men react to each other. And it was all meant to be funny, but you know, like that's what it is. So, yeah. So with, uh, like I said, that sappiness out there and, and hanging in the air, like syrup, <laughs> just like someone threw it all over my face, like come. I'm going to go ahead and direct it back to Dan, and he's going to take us home with one of oh, his. Jesus. One of. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. shoot. Shoot, uh, shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah. Dapper Dan's all original, dastardly discount dad jokes. Bring it to us, daddy. <laughs> all righty. What did the mermaid wash her fins with? What did the mermaid wash her fins with? Yep. I don't, I don't know. Um. Look at Sam actually trying to come up with the answer. I give up immediately. <laughs> no, I got nothing. What's, what, what is it? All right. What did the mermaid wash her fins with? Tide. Tide. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a, like, that's, uh, man, that's like clever and kind of funny. More clever than funny, but like, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I feel clean. I feel cleaner after hearing that. I do appreciate that. My soul feels lighter, and uh, you need to wash your face off with all that sappy syrup. Oh, that's all <laughs> over your face. 
all that all that daddy juice is all in my eyes and my nose i need to get it off of me with some tide that's right oh man that could have been a real dude if i hadn't (laughs) fucked it up with some sort of like uh jizz like (laughs) analogy or metaphor or whatever we could have made we could have been tide guys we could have we could had a a tide sponsorship and then i'd liken it to cleaning up cum on your face all right anyways uh, once again, we appreciate you guys joining us, and we did run through a little quick here. Hey, maybe you liked it better if you did. Let us know. I'm sure that you won't because none of you ever fucking say anything because you just like whatever we do. Yeah, because we're perfect. Yeah, the 28 of you or whatever that listen, you just it's whatever we do. You're just gonna tune in. So we I, we appreciate that, but at the same time, hey man, you know your opinion matters. It's yeah. like all about the listener. We have fun with this. We get therapy out of this. But if you don't listen, then eventually we might quit, you know, <laughs> like all jokes aside, you go a long time, you know, no feedback, no new listeners, because you don't know if you're doing it right or not. I'm just saying my life depends on you. So <laughs> if you really want me to be happy, you'll give us some feedback. You'll also rate us five stars everywhere you listen. You'll like, you'll share, you'll review, you'll hit that uh, bell on YouTube because you can't miss anything that we put out on YouTube because that's where everybody goes now. We are, uh, we are growing. Subscribe. What's that? <laughs> subscribe on oh, YouTube. Yeah, subscribe, subscribe on YouTube oh, too, because yeah. it's a different word everywhere you go. Follow yeah, me on TikTok and 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 uh, I don't know what you would do on Instagram because I'm not on there enough. But you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Corey Lewis Facebook. Your two dads everywhere else, and uh, it's gonna be that orange picture with the two dads. You can't miss us. So you know, once you spread the message like a cult. We will, you know, come back here and, and reevaluate our growth. And hopefully we got a thousand listens over the week. And hopefully I also learned to fucking fly. But uh, as likely as those two things are, we got to get out of here because Sam has real life things to take care of. And we do appreciate him taking the time. It's probably been pretty uh, anxiety uh, driven for him, knowing that he has a, a time limit. So we do appreciate that. And um, I think that. For all of us, I can go ahead and say your two dads will check you later. Check you later. Check you later. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye. You smell that, Bill? Smells like someone died.